and welcome to Coffee with Jesus. I am your host, Todd Ubali. In this episode, we are very lucky to have a special guest. She has been a committed Christian since 1990, and her faith has been the bedrock of her life. She has been writing poetry for nearly four decades, and her first book release, Flying Free, Poems for Pilgrim Hearts, has garnered five readers' favorite five-star reviews. She has a neuroimmune condition called ME, and has navigated two breakdowns and many bouts of anxiety and depression. Living with these illnesses has challenged her in her walk with God, yet also helped her to experience His love on a deeper level. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please join me in welcoming Ruth Fanshawe. So Ruth, thank you very much for, for coming on and for agreeing to do this. Thank you for inviting me. Um, so if you would, do you mind sharing a little bit about your background? Right. I was raised in a Christian home and in my teens, I sort of drifted away from that. I didn't do any really spectacular sins. I just sort of wandered off. But uh, I ended up in a state of depression uh, when I was about 17. And I was contemplating suicide. And I got as far as thinking about uh, methods. But I... I I'll be perfectly honest, I don't know if I would have done it when it came to the point, but certainly I was having suicidal thoughts. And I remember vividly this moment when I just was sitting thinking, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> and I remember saying to God, look, okay, I've tried it my way and it didn't work, so now I'll try it your way. The day after I made that decision. I met somebody who I knew slightly from college, uh, who was a Christian, and he invited me to a meeting. And that evening, I committed my life to Jesus. And peace came straight away. Joy took a bit longer. But that, you know, that horrible. Uh, I know you've said in your podcast that you've experienced depression and PTSD and probably tons more than I've ever been through um, but you know that, that horrible sort of swirling dark chaos feeling inside mm -hmm. that went away straight away and joy took longer but it, it sort of that sort of grew gradually inside me and I have been through some tough things since then and I have experienced two breakdowns since then and several bouts of depression but I never felt I had to go through anything alone after that I always knew that Jesus was right there with me in it that that's really been the great thing for me that I've, I've always known that he was there and I, I can't say that I always felt a great sense of closeness although he's certainly there have been times when I have when I wouldn't have at all expected that I'd be able to but I've always known that he was there 
And I think it's very important for people to know that as well, because you're right, sometimes, even though intellectually we may know he's there, it's very hard to feel that he's there. Uh, even when we can't feel his presence, he's still there. Mm-hmm. It's like that poem, Footprints, like where Jesus says, where there's one set of footprints, that's where I was carrying you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we can't feel God carrying us, but he's still there. He's still helping us, even when we cannot feel his presence. Yeah. So would you mind sharing a little bit about one of these breakdowns that you've had and, and maybe share a little bit about what led up to it and what you were feeling and, and some of the emotional turmoil you were going through? The first one was brought on by um, a romantic heartbreak, which was basically dragging the weight of every other heartbreak that had preceded it. It, it was about 11 years ago now. And it, it was especially hard for me because at the time I had really thought that God was saying, this is the one. And then, oh, he wasn't. Um, <laughs> I did have a struggle over that, that to understand why God had allowed that to happen without warning me. But even in that, even in that, I felt that he was comforting me, that as, as my father, he cared that his daughter had been hurt. I think that through that experience, I came to know him better as a father than I had before. But the eventual conclusion I reached was the thing in one of Paul's letters, I can't, I can't give chapter and verse, where he says, we can comfort others with the comfort that we receive ourselves from God. And the reason he'd allowed that, and that he'd allowed all the others as well, it, it's given me what I think is a fairly unique perspective on a romantic heartbreak because I've had so many of them. <laughs> Part of my healing process was that, was that I, had, I kept a notebook and I wrote down everything that I felt God was teaching me. It was all, you know, there was no particular order to it at the time. But afterwards, I arranged it and I've been putting it together to make up a book, which isn't ready to be published yet, but hopefully next year, maybe. So I'm I'm really hoping that all the stuff that I've been through in that area will bear fruit because I found there wasn't really that much advice out there for specifically how to deal with romantic heartbreak. People just seem to be, oh, well, it's, it's like they appreciate that you're hurting at the time, but, but then it's, you'll get over it and the next one will be the right one. And people have been saying that to me all my life. <laughs> and it never was. And I now think it, it is quite probable that I may be one of those people for whom singleness is God's best and I am happy in my life now. It's not an issue. The way I see it, single people have problems and married people have problems and the problems may be different but that's life, you know, there's always going to be some sort of problems. (laughs) And um, 
this isn't actually what I meant to talk about at all on here. I was going to talk about this, this more recent one. What I'm hoping is that, and what I believe God said to me, is that all that he allowed in that area was so that I could put together the things that he taught me through it into a form that would hopefully help others to avoid as much of the pain as possible or as can be avoided and um, to heal cleanly and be able to get on with the rest of their lives. And I think it's amazing, two things. One, that was not what you were going to talk about. But two, you, what you are talking about is how God can comfort us and then use that comfort to help us comfort others. Mm -hmm. And the real amazing thing about this is as I was waiting for our meeting to start, I was going through and editing the podcast that I'll be releasing next week. And towards the end of that episode, I say the same thing, how those of us who have been through things can use the comfort that we have received to comfort others. Mm. You know, it's important to realize while you're going through the storm that God is with you. And then after the storm, it's important to take that comfort that God gave you and use that to help comfort other people. And I think it's amazing that you were just talking about that when not 30 minutes ago, I was editing an episode where I say the same thing. Well, maybe it's the Holy Spirit redirecting. I, I think so. I think that's probably the message that people need to hear. Because not only, like I said earlier, the main purpose of the podcast is to comfort others, but also it's my hope that people who are getting through their storms will then reach out and use what they learned to comfort other people as well and try to try to spread that comfort out, you know, have it fan out, if you will, because it's very important right now because there is still a tremendous hunger for comfort out there. And I think it's important for people to realize while they're going through the storm that God is with them, even when they can't tell, even when they can't feel his presence. And then once they do get through that storm, I think it's just as important to take the comfort that you receive and use that to try to help others who are still going through the storm. Mm, yeah, definitely. So would you mind sharing just a little bit about how God comforted you while you were going through your experiences? Um, in the first one, he used somebody called Nick Wojcik. I don't know if you've heard of him. It's spelled Wojcik. A man who was born without arms and legs and... He's now an evangelist and motivational speaker. His testimony of, and, and his general attitude to life really helped and inspired me. In the, the second one, I, he used people a lot more. I think he may quite possibly have wanted to use people more in the first one, and I was too obtuse to pick it up or to... Um, I'm also an introvert, and reaching out to people isn't something that I always find easy. The second breakdown, I actually got a Christian counsellor who's also a trained therapist. As I've been listening to your podcast, I've been loving to hear you say, you know, it's okay to get this help because it absolutely is. God, I believe God gifts people in that area to help. And also the work of Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend, who are two Christian psychologists. 
and their book boundaries really 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 helped me and I would absolutely recommend it to anybody and everybody whether they're going through something tough or not it's really really just helpful stuff and they reference the bible a great deal in their work also uh, there's a particular christian band that i believe god gifted into my life that just refresh and restore my soul god god refreshes and restores my soul by his holy spirit through what they do god puts us in the church in his his body for anybody who's not familiar with with that the bible uses the metaphor of the church as the body of christ we're not intended to go it alone although i believe that his intention is that we should all support one another and the the new testament says a ton about that i think it is very important to reach out when you need help mm. um, and like you mentioned I, I have said before some you know sometimes god does intervene directly sometimes god's presence and god's help is, is all we need Sometimes we need to reach out to, to the body of Christ, to our brothers and sisters. And sometimes we need counselors, you know, Christian psychologists, Christian counselors, or sometimes just a, a regular psychologist. Mm. And that's okay. God helps us in a multitude of ways. There's no one single way that God can help. And I think the Bible bears that out too, both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. There were times where God intervened directly and he provided direct assistance. There are times where God used other people to provide that assistance. I think it's important to realize that it's okay to get help. It's okay to get help from our church. It's okay to get help from, from professionals. Um, it's very easy to say, well, give it to God. Well, that's great, but how? You know, and sometimes giving it to God is going and getting professional help. God will work through that professional help to restore and to heal you. And I think it's very important for people to know that. I definitely agree, yes. So Ruth, you had mentioned you had written a book of books. Yes. Um, would you be willing to share some of those with us? Would you start by just telling us the, the name of the book and then um, as you're reading some, maybe tell us the title of each poem. Okay, the book is called Flying Free, Poems for Pilgrim Hearts. And the first one I was going to read is called Finding the Rainbow. And it's interesting that you used the metaphor of storms earlier, because that's basically the central metaphor of this poem, storms and, and flood, and, you know, references to Noah and, and um, with the rainbow as the symbol of God's faithfulness. Okay. Finding the rainbow. The massing vapours fill the sky and tower high above the plains. Beneath their shadow, here am I, disquieted by the coming rains. Too soon the thunderheads awake as tremors shake the shrinking earth. I wonder what the storm will take, and will I break or find rebirth? There will be loss, there will be pain, and yet the rainbow still remains. And now the falling droplets pound as on the ground pools meet and merge. The storm rampages now unbound and all around the waters surge. And now it rises to a flood. I know I should despise the fear that all that's true and all that's good will like driftwood be swept from here. 
and there is strife and there is straining and yet the rainbow still remains. The waters chill me to the bone, the wind has blown me far from land, yet though I suffer, though I groan, I'm not alone, I'm in his hand. My father hears my anxious plea, through torrents he stays by my side, he makes a pathway in the sea, he'll always be my surest guide. And there is joy within the pain, because the rainbow still remains. And though my heart within me sighs, and by dark tides my soul is swirled, yet no more will a flood arise to reach the skies and drown the world. His promise brings a sweet relief, and so belief in him holds sway. The dove will bring the olive leaf, and all my grief will melt away. And in my loss I see the gain, because the rainbow still remains. The storm around still rages wild, yet unbeguiled I know that he will not be angry with his child, and that he smiled on even me. Those rainbow colours now entwine, and my lifeline they soon become. Awake my soul, no longer pine, arise and shine, your light has come. The waters will recede again, the rainbow always will remain. Amen. That's powerful. It's just amazing how you have taken the pain and the storms that you've gone through and transformed that into a very practical way to help others. I really think that poem is amazing and it just shows how God can comfort us and how his presence is constant throughout. Mm. And as the rainbow is a symbol of God's promise. Through the rainbow and with the rainbow, we can know that's basically what I feel is a sign to us that God will always be with us, that he will never leave us. And like you said earlier, even when we can't actually feel his presence, he is still with us. And that rainbow is a sign of that promise. Um, we do have a little bit more time if you have one more poem that you would like to share. I do. Um, this is called Buoyant Hearts. Um, my therapist actually encouraged me to write this poem as um, I believe that creating art is something that God can use in our healing you know for some people it might be music for some people painting just I think anything creative he can really work through buoyant heart riding the bright translucent waves like a white seabird glad and free my buoyant heart Circumstance and strain like rearing waves batter and beat upon my tender heart. Worry and stress like sharp-edged seaweed cut deeply into my stinging heart. Fears and anxieties like toxic jellyfish bring peril and pain to my tender heart. Depression and false guilt like fishing weights drag down and darken my sinking heart. My faithful saviour, walking on the sea, reaches out to my drowning heart. My caring saviour, severing my biting bonds, brings freedom to my hampered heart. My conquering saviour, sweeping away my oppressors, brings safety and peace to my healing heart. My risen saviour, putting away my burdens, lifts and liberates my grateful heart. My mighty saviour, maker of the world, 
created in me my living heart. My gracious Saviour, maintaining the cosmos with his word, feeds and nourishes my vibrant heart. My blessed Saviour, giver of life, breathes peace and hope into my thriving heart. My precious Saviour, treasuring me, guards and cherishes my well-beloved heart. My loving Saviour, master of the waves, rides life's tides forever with my buoyant heart. Amen. Ruth, thank you very much for sharing those. Thank you just for just for coming on and for, for sharing the pain that you have experienced and, and for sharing the comfort that you have received. I really like how you had said that we can use our comfort that we receive to bring comfort to others. And it might not have been exactly what you were hoping to talk about, but I think that's what God needed people to hear. Um, I do think the spirit interceded and brought out the words that people need to hear because God is with us even when we can't feel his presence. And once we have experienced that comfort, we can use that to help bring comfort to others. As a fellow introvert, it's not easy to, to put yourself out there. So I really do appreciate you, you coming on and, and sharing with people. Oh, you're very welcome. I hope your listeners will be blessed and benefited by all of this. And, um, thank you very much for having me as a guest.